the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. I am Christopher Hart, and once again with me on the show today is the Tower of Power himself, Rich Jekyll. How you doing, Rich? Christopher, don't break their hearts. Oh, wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, no, sir. Welcome to the show. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you being out there. And once again, SCORE is a great organization that's there to help businesses, in particular businesses in our area, but SCORE is a national organization, so they help businesses all over the country. All over the U.S. For over 50 years now. 50 years and actually, there's 5,500 offices. 500, not 5,500. Yeah, 500 offices nationwide. Exactly. So uh, if you have friends or family in some other part of the country and they are in business for themselves or thinking about getting in business for themselves, hey, tell them about SCORE. They may not know about them. Yeah. And SCORE is there to help, and they're there to help for... They're there Business to help. Business counseling. No, for the big F word, free. Oh. They're there to help you for free. <laughs> okay. Uh, they provide yeah. a free mentorship program for all business owners and entrepreneurs. And all you have to do is go down there and ask or set up an appointment and go down. As I said, uh, it's free. It's a mentorship program, and it's there for your asking. That's and, right. Again, and plus seminars. Yeah, seminars. They also seminars, offer seminars right. and uh, meetings and things where you can garner a lot more information about the specifics of business, like marketing, like dealing with the social, social network. Social media. Taxes, right. the whole nine yards, yep, right? Yep. And so there's SCORE is there for you. And the nice thing about here in Florida, in Central Florida, I should say, is that they're located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which they have a number of organizations there. It's over a dozen now, isn't it? Yeah, just basically, and it's one of only four National Entrepreneur Centers. That's right. Across the whole nation. That's right. So we're very lucky to have it here in Florida. And because it is centrally located in the Fashion Square Mall, it's pretty much convenient for anybody in the Central Florida area. And they're open 9 to 4, Monday through Friday, so you can actually literally just walk right in if you happen to be shopping at the Fashion Square Mall or want to make a day of it. And, of course, you can call them on the phone. They still answer the phone, 407 420 That's right. Humans answer the phone. You will actually get a human being. That's right. 407-420-4844 is the phone number. And, of course, the website is available for you as well at scoreorlando.org. And because it is a national organization, they also have a national website which is score.org. And the local website is catered to what they do here, in particular some right. of the things that they offer, like the, the breakfast series. And, right, the breakfast yeah. series. Yep, and you can find out about what the title is, what the subject matter is uh, for the seminars, and they rotate them around, so it's never the same ones one from one month to the next, yep. except for the introductory right. seminar. You, your business idea, and what SCORE can do for you is offered a couple of times for free 
each month. But the other seminars are rotated around, uh, kind of uh, sort of seasonally and as needed. And uh, But the, you can find the lineup, and you can sign up at scoreorlando.org. Right. Find anyway. the lineup and sign up. That's right, because they do want you to pre-register, so they make sure that they have the material that they'll be giving you to take home. And in the case of the breakfast series, they want to make sure they have enough uh, uh, coffee and things like that to go around. So uh, do go to scoreorlando.org, check it all out, and sign right up there. Hey, did you leave the door open today? Why? Did something crawl in? Oh, something came in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and it just happens to be our guest today. Ooh, ooh that, was, that was a setup for you, wasn't it? All right, yeah, and uh, our guest today has actually been on the show before. All right. So, uh, That's we're gonna, why you're supposed to lock the door. Okay, we're going to get let uh, him give us uh, an overview once again about what he does and sort of give us an update uh, where businesses stand here locally. His name is Tim Lofton. He's from FranNet which they deal with franchises. He's a franchise expert, you might say. Tim, good to see you again. Hello, Chris, and hello, Rich. Good to be, good to be with you today. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. but <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can tell these fellows are old friends, right, Rich? Right. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, actually today, Tim brought his father with him, Leo. Hey, how you doing, Leo? I'm doing fine. Good to see you. What, Here, what, say that into the microphone. Yeah, mind. there you go. I'm doing fine. Eighty-seven years old. Just getting started. Good. Just getting started. Good. That's what I want to hear. All right, still hope for us oh youngsters, right, Rich? There's life after seventy. Yeah. Well, uh, I understand you're a Georgia boy. Georgia born and bred. Moreland, Georgia. Moreland, Georgia. Moreland, Georgia. Where Louis Louis Gazard grew up. Louis Gazard. Louis Gazard, the famous comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, he's a farmer, so he grows vegetables. I, I was going to say, isn't that in the farm region of Georgia there? It's partly in the farm region. It's close to Newton, Georgia. It's eight miles from Newton, Georgia. So, it's, Well, it's, th- uh, you still have the farm up there? I got a good garden. I got four acres. That's all I need. That's all you need. You can feed yourself on four acres. Huh? <laughs> all right. Well, you should hey, be. Guess what else he's got? What's that? At 87. Tell me. Girlfriend. Is that right? Yeah. Well, like you said, he's just getting started, right? He's getting started. God bless you. Yeah, well, uh, my my family's from the Georgia area, too, up around Thomaston area. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got some friends who live in Thomaston, Georgia. My my sister lives in Thomaston, Georgia. Does she? Her husband's a druggist. Okay. He's a druggist. He's retired from his druggist, and he's... Drug is for the prison now. I see. Okay, <laughs> uh, somebody's got to be right. Okay. So you you were a farmer all your life. Well, I worked with General Motors thirty seven point two years. Thirty seven point two. Thirty seven. But who's counting? <laughs> General Motors is that right? General Motors. Did they Lake, have the, Lakewood, Georgia? I was going to say, didn't they? I knew Ford built cars like outside no, of Atlanta. I was in General or Motors. General Motors, though, right? Right, about two blocks from the federal prison. Is that okay? Yeah. The yeah, penitentiary but, up there. There were actually two plants in Atlanta when Dad was working for General Motors. And while he was at the Lakewood plant, 37 years, they manufactured over two and a half million cars while he was there. Is that right? So uh, you built a lot of cars, huh? A lot of cars. All right. Well, I was a mechanic for 25 years, and I got out of the grease and got an inspection. <laughs> and I rode a golf cart around checking material for 
rest of my time at General Motors. All right. That's when they, you know, we had a lot of manufacturing plants in this country. All right. Well, uh, good to see you, Leo. Thanks for coming down with Tim. Uh, Tim, FranNet, once again, remind our audience, some of them have actually may not have heard you last time. It's been a while since you're on the show. It has been a while. So I work with uh, individuals, couples, and investors that are interested in exploring business ownership. And they generally are looking in the franchise area. I don't know if you know this, but uh, there are over 3,000 franchise concepts in the U.S. 3,000 franchise concepts. 3,000. In 90 different industries, and there are almost a million franchise locations in the United States that generate over $600 billion in salaries a year. Wow. Pretty big. Wow. And you're an independent, right? I mean, you're not affiliated with any direct franchise. No, no. We work with uh, uh, over 150 franchises. 150. But FranNet actually is a national organization. We have 100 consultants across the U.S., 100 consultants in the U.S., Canada, and Germany. So franchising is becoming a big deal. Yeah. Not only in the U.S., but across, you know, internationally as well. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of people through there that want, and I send them all your direction. Oh, good, good. Well, we've been a a business partner with SCORE for years. A long time. Yeah, for a long time. And we've worked with the SBA for almost 30 years. Franchising, FranNet's been in business for 29 years. Wow. You said now, you gave a couple of statistics a few moments ago about how many franchises there are out there. What were those again? Uh, Well, there's over 3,000 franchise concepts. Okay, what's a franchise concept? Is that like uh, here's a donut shop, there's a donut shop, there's an auto repair shop? McDonald's franchises, that's one concept. Okay. Five Guys franchises, that's another. So when you add them all up, there's 3,000-plus franchise concepts. Well, I I guess what I'm asking is... You said McDonald's. The, so are McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Wendy's, blah, 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 blah. Is that all considered one concept? No, food. Eat, eat, uh, well, food is one industry. Okay. But, but oh. there are, there's hundreds of food franchises in, in the U.S. So each, so McDonald's is one concept, Burger King is one concept, Wendy's is one concept. That's correct. Okay. okay. All right. That's what I was trying to get to. In an industry. Uh, right, in, right. in an industry. So there yeah. are, the industries that you have franchising would include car care, food, education. Home care. Home care, senior care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people basically have 3,000 choices amongst a what, hundred or so? Yeah. Uh, 3,000 choices of franchises amongst about 100 industries or so. That's right. And that's why it's so confusing. If you're interested in starting a business, a franchise business, which one do you look at? Right. See, that's why I'm trying to sort of break it down. Okay. Okay. So that we understand that Burger King and McDonald's are not considered the same type of franchise. They're not considered the same franchise concept. Correct. All right. So, but they're in the same industry. Right. Okay. So first you want to choose the industry. Yes. And then you want to choose the concept that will work best for you within that industry. Correct. And that's what you do. That's what we do at FranNet. We actually have a, a, a franchise assessment that we ask our clients to complete okay it's online okay it's actually okay we'll get to that we don't have okay. much time left in this segment so i don't want to get too deep into that right now but i do want to ask you this 
uh, 3,000 franchise concepts amongst the you know, myriad of industries. What percentage of uh, small businesses do franchises make up? Do you know? Uh, it's a significant part of small businesses. You said it was like four billion dollars a year in salaries in pay- over over six hundred billion. Over six hundred billion. Six hundred billion. Okay, so obviously it's a significant portion of the quote unquote small business part of the American economy. Well, over six hundred billion in revenues. I'm sorry. Then yeah. you have salaries yeah. that come out of that. Okay. All right. right. So once again, though, it's a significant portion of the small business population of the American economy. Yes, it is. Okay. So. It's here to stay. Obviously, the models are here to stay. And if you're interested in a franchise, you've always thought about maybe getting into business for yourself, but can't come up with that brand new widget or whatever, you know, to go out there and make a million bucks. Well, franchises will afford you a model where all you have to do is step in and work hard. And if you do that, uh, chances are you're going to do well for yourself. You lost me at work hard. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay, we're going to take a break here, but uh, don't forget you are listening to What's the Score. You can visit them at scoreorlando.org. And please do check out the website, check out the seminars, check out the breakfast series, because I'm sure you'll find something there that fits you. And you'll want to take advantage of it. That's, once again, scoreorlando.org. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. And what's yes, the page again? Yes, sir. Facebook. I mean, what's the page on Facebook? I don't know. Score Orlando on Facebook, all right? But please go there and like us, like Rich obviously does every day. We'll be right back you, with more of What's the Score. <laughs> Okay, we're back with What's the Score? Thank you for listening to us today. Christopher Hart here along with Rich Jekyll in the studio. We have with us Tim Lofton. Tim was in the studio what, about a year, year and a half ago. He's uh, with an organization called FranNet, and they deal with franchises. And we're talking a little bit about that. We're going to talk more about it. He's also brought his father, Leo, Leo Lofton, with him. And uh, Leo and I are sort of from the same neck of the woods. Now, were you born in Georgia, Tim? I was. I was born in Noonan, Georgia. Noonan, Georgia. Man, right. I got to get out of here. Three Georgia uh, peaches. That's right, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. The girls are Georgia peaches. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you got that right. Okay. Um, once again, SCORE is a free organization uh, to mem- help you uh, in mentorship you provide mentorships for you if you're in business or want to get in business. And a great way to get in business, especially if you've never been in a business before, is uh, from through a franchise. Uh, if, now it, it, it takes a, a certain sort of personality, you might say, to uh, adapt to the franchise environment. But if you like uh, sort of a turnkey operation, franchises could be for you. Is that about right, Tim? That's That's correct. You know, if you know how to create a widget, that's going to sell, you don't need a franchise. But if you want something where you, the business can be replicated, they have workflows and processes, a product. Already in place. Marketing systems, and all you got to do is put it down on the corner down the street. Yep. Franchising is the way to go. Yeah. And as Tim was telling us in the first segment of the show, they, they're pretty much in every industry. 90 industries. 90 industries. What would be an industry that there is not a franchise in? That's a darn good question. You know, for example, I've placed people in pet care. Right. We have a, a pet mobile that we work with called Aussie Pet Mobile. They drive around and 
to your house. And groom pets? Come to your No, they come to your house and they wash or groom your dog. Yeah, mobile grooming service. Mobile grooming. Right. Yeah. But they obviously there there's myriads of operations. How do you determine which ones are say viable franchise uh, concepts? Well, FranNet does a due diligence nationally on what concepts are going to work, mm-hmm. who we want to work with. So they've been vetted before I ever talk to the client. Yeah. And the good thing about me is I'm local. I'm in Central Florida. I know the franchises that are available here that are viable here. So we do national vetting and local vetting. So anybody can come in and talk to you? Yes, my services are free. They're no charge to free. my clients. The big F word? Free. Free. Yeah. Did you hear there that, you Christopher? Go. That's right. The big F word. Try it out, do score. <laughs> and uh, because uh, FranNet, you said, is a national organization. Yes. But they have local representatives. Correct. They can cater to, to the regions of the country and sort of not try not to misguide people. That's correct. So I work closely with the National Entrepreneur Center with school with uh, Rich and the folks at SCORE mm-hmm. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Right. So we meet face-to-face with local clients. So people that are that are looking for a business in Orlando, they're going to get to meet me face-to-face. Yeah. Do you find that local governments work uh, with, with FranNet uh, around the country? Oh, oh, for sure. Governments want to grow the business community. Yeah. They want more businesses because it provides more jobs and more tax revenues. And you're big in the SBA, too. We've been partners with the SBA for 29 years, and many of the businesses that I work with have already been pre-registered with the SBA, and they're approved in advance for an SBA loan. The wonderful thing about Approved in advance? That means that... I didn't know you could do that. The SBA has already registered them, and they have decided that that franchise, if the client has the money... The noun payment. ...and the credit score, they're actually five Cs that the SBA looks for. Yeah, and I can go over those. One of them must be cash, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's cash. You know, you usually usually have to put 20 to 30% down on a, For the on, franchise fee? On any, no, 20 to 30% down on for the, the investment. On the loan, okay. Right. So you can get 70% to 75% financing. Okay. Uh, they also look at your credit score. They're going to expect probably a minimum 680 credit score. 680? Okay. Yes. It's lower than I thought. And I thought it uh, used to be like 7-something, seven 750. All right. Usually when you, the third C is when you start a new business, they want you to have a secondary income so that you can afford, you can live while you're getting the business up and running. That's called capacity. They also look at the fourth C is character. Uh have you had success in working? Do you have a successful work history? They like to see three years of successful work history for each person. That and leaves I, you and I out. Yeah, that means, uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, that, you'd be okay. Rich is one with the problems. Yeah. I'm on the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and then the fifth C is collateral. They want, sometimes they're going to require personal collateral. Like? Like money, stocks. House. House. Okay. All right. Um, so they're, they, they, the financing is there, but for franchising, the the main thing that you're looking for is the stability of the franchise. Is that correct? Yes. I, if I was going to look for a, a business, I'd want to know that that's a viable business. Is right. it successful? And the good thing with FranNet, 
is we've vetted. We've already done the due diligence. We know that that franchiser is successful. Okay. Now, it seems like there used to be uh, a lot of, uh, like, franchise fairs that would come around. And uh, you'd go down there, and you'd go into an exhibit hall, and there would be a franchise for selling ice cream here, a franchise for selling hot dog wagons there, or something like that. Um, are, are those still uh, out there, and are those viable places to look for a franchise? It is. Those those uh, franchise fairs are available. They they usually come to Orlando at least once or twice a year at the convention center. It's a good place to go look for businesses. Uh, I think that people should use someone like me because we provide other resources for our clients, which could include accountants, lawyers. We help them during the due diligence process. It's really serious matter to think about going into business. Don't you profile these people? We do. Essentially? We, we do. We have an assessment that's online. They complete it. It includes oh. psychometric testing. For who? For the client. Okay. The individual. Well, uh, okay. Let, let's back up to the franchise fair for a second, though, okay. if we can. Sure. Um, because the franchise fair, you say, comes around once or twice a year. Sure. And obviously, this weekend, they're here in Orlando. Next week, they're Tampa, Fort Lauderdale. So, obviously, they are... Their motivation is to close a deal that weekend. Oh, sure. All right. Is that a good idea? I don't think so. The due diligence process usually takes 30 to 60 days. Uh, Working with us, we encourage people to make sure they know everything they can about that business before they sign on the dot. So the rule of thumb is it's cool to go to the franchise fair. It's not so cool to buy while you're there. Haste makes waste. Yeah, indeed. Take your time. Uh, right. You and Georgia boys are really rhyming up a storm here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Neither did I. Uh, but, but I think that's important because, you know, obviously when you go there, you're going to see a lot of what look like really great ideas. And there are going to be some really enthusiastic people there to help you along Sign in the process. On the make line. it so easy for you. Right? And, uh, you know, enthusiasm can oftentimes lead to big mistakes. Oh, for sure. And that really gets back to what I do. I don't sell franchises. I'm a consultant. So I'm going to work with my client to make sure that they find the right business and it's the right business for them, their family, and their lifestyle. And we're going to get to that. You were just beginning to talk about how you determine that. But um, you mentioned a while ago that there's no cost from you to the client. That's correct. So how do you survive? Okay, so I, my services are no cost to my clients, but if they decide to buy a franchise, the franchiser compensates me. They love it when we bring a client to them because we've pre-qualified them. You pre-screened them. We've yeah. pre-screened them, and they know that that client may sign a deal with them if they like the business. Yeah. So they, in essence, pay you a finder's fee or commission or however you terminate it. The terminology is. Kind of like an executive recruiter. I got it. Okay. Hmm. All right. And um, so obviously they they put trust in you, but you're, you know, obviously going to make sure that they're worthy of, you you know, having your client invest in them. That's that's right. That's the whole point of you being around. I like for it to be a win-win situation. Right. And I certainly don't want to put someone in a business that's not going to work for them. Okay, And there are some people, actually, Chris, that I tell them, you don't need to open a business. It's not the right thing for you. Really? You mean a franchise or just a business in general? 
it both, either either a franchise or a business opportunity. Yeah. And I work with both, but some people are not really. You turn them away? With, yes. How about well, that? that? It's it. Well, it's it, that. That's 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 what you call integrity. Well, we uh, do the same right. thing, but I didn't think you know yeah. normal but businesses that, did that. But. Well, it's like I say. That's how you protect uh, your reputation. <laughs> that's how you sleep good at night, for sure. And but uh, the, the point is that some business people are going to be good business people, but they're not going to be good franchisees, and some people are going to be neither. That's right. I'll give you an example of that if. If someone, they don't want to comply with all the rules and regulations, they need to start their own business because a franchise is going to require you to do it their way. Right. And if you can't comply with their way, you really shouldn't go into that franchise. Right. It's a franchise because everything is done the same way. Exactly. No matter if you're in Georgia or if you're in Florida. Right. Yeah. In other words, McDonald's knows how they want to make their hamburgers. Don't change it. Right. Yeah, that's why they have Hamburger U up there. And uh, I forget the name of the town, but it's right outside of Chicago there. Hamburger U. Hamburger U. Are you making this up? No, sir. No? No, no. Hamburger U. That's where they train you to be a manager, and that's where they train you to how to run a McDonald's and how they make their hamburgers and how they make their fries and shakes and how they clean the toilets. It's all right there. (laughs) And that's the wonderful part of a franchise is they are going to provide upfront initial training and education, and ongoing support. That's yeah. why you want to go with a franchise. Right. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, don't giggle when it comes to the bathroom. Because, I did uh, giggle. I why didn't you, you did. tell me before? Because I, I wanted you to. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, Ray Kroc uh, discovered yeah. new early on that especially uh, women, if they go into a place and then they go to the restroom and it's nasty and dirty, they ain't going back. So he made sure his restrooms were spick and span we're a priority you better believe it how about that yes sir all right that's smart business and that's what you find at franchises they they set certain you know parameters parameters and uh, they demand they be followed and if they are it usually results in success that's right all right we got to take a break when we come back we'll continue the conversation <clears throat> pardon me FranNet is the organization you can find them at frannet.com. You spell that F A, excuse me, F R A N. Thank you, Rich. F R A N N E T, frannet, frannet.com. And uh, once again, uh, this, this organization has been around how many? 26 years? Well, almost 29 years. All right. Okay, we're going to have to leave it right there for this segment. Don't forget, you are listening to What's the Score? And we will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. You know what a lot of franchises do, ladies and gentlemen, is use radio to advertise, right? So are you ready to go to that next level? Hey, radio can get you there. It's still one of the most effective ways to build name recognition and to build your business. And you can do it by advertising on radio. You can do it by sponsoring shows on the radio. Or you can do it by having your own radio show. There you go. Right. Where do you get that radio voice from, though? I pull it out of my back pocket. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you'd like to find out more about how easy it is and how you can build your business 
through the voice of radio, the megaphone, if you will, of radio, put your voice out there on the airwaves, call Bill Files. He's the station manager here. Salem Media Group has four stations in this area. It's a, it's a na- nationwide uh, publicly traded corporation. They have stations all over the country, four right here in central Florida. They reach all different audiences, and they can reach the audience that you would like to reach. Bill's phone number is 407-618-1760. Bill Files is the station manager here. He's been here for, oh, five-plus years now, and he is a really... A good turn, guy, turn real good the, guy. That's right. He's really uh, raised the profile of this station and can help you raise the profile of your business. 407-618-1760 is his number. Bill Files is his name, and radio business is his game. Make it yours, too. Oh, boy. You will not be sorry. Really? There you go. You All know right. what I was doing during the break? What's that? Cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> Keep speaking spam here too. Like by the way, hamburger you. Yeah, it's just I can't figure out that sign downstairs. It says flush only toilet paper. Are we going to get into this? <laughs> no, because I don't even want to <laughs> contemplate what that might really mean. Yeah, I'd suggest you veer uh, off that one. So anyway, Tim uh, Lofton is with us today. He's brought his father Leo with him. Good to see you again there, Leo. And, uh, You're making he, it so he, far. He, he's sitting back enjoying the show. He yeah, has a studio audience today. Sort of. He hasn't torn the earphones off and, and uh, walked out yet. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, Tim Lofton, FranNet, uh, and he is a franchise consultant. And if you're considering getting into a franchise, he's the man you want to talk to. Now, if someone has uh, a franchise and wants to sell it, are you the man to talk to? If someone has an idea that they want to franchise, so they've been successful, we have a division at FranNet that helps people franchise their business. Really? Okay. Re- yes. Good, good. You, you, you kind of misunderstood my question. I might not phrase it right, but uh, that was another question I was going to ask because we had a fellow on the show last week who was talking about right. perhaps franchising his uh, bacon choppers. Wow. And, I like bacon. Yeah. And bacon know, choppers. Are wild hogs. Yeah, bacon <laughs> choppers aren't false teeth, by the way. Um, but uh, you have to go to the our archive at Score Orlando to find out what we're talking about yeah, last week's show. The bacon chopper guy. That's right. Um, got a lot of compliments for that show too, by the way. Did we? Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, th- that so so you do have a division there that if somebody's got a business or a restaurant or something and and they think it's uh, it's successful that it would sell in any city that you you could help them perhaps franchise their concept. That's true. Usually, you want to have two or three locations so that you know that it's going it can be replicated uh-huh. that it's a successful successful business. And it can be replicated in other locations. And, and an example of that that happened right here in Central Florida is Tijuana Flats. That's, that's correct. Wonderful business. Are they one of your three thousand? No, they don't. They uh, we don't do a lot of restaurants. We do some because we work with a lot of executives that have been downsized and they want a business rather than leaving Central Florida. And most of those executives don't want to. You know, a twenty-four-seven operation or seven-day a week. Industry, yeah. And the food industry is a tough business to be in. Yeah, Long yeah. hours, high level of investment, highest failure rate too. That's what I understand. But yeah. I do like Tijuana Flats. Tuesdays is Taco Tuesday. That's right, <laughs> and uh, great food too. Yeah. Did they pay you for that little? No, but I. 
I'm going to go by and talk to them about well, it. You're good. <laughs> they do have a good concept there, I guess, is the way we would talk about it here today. Um, but uh, the, uh, I guess the question, no, the que- one of the other questions I wanted to ask, though, was say I have a franchise and I want to sell out of that franchise. Do I deal with you or do I have to, is there part, is it that taken care of in the contract with the franchisor? If it's one of the franchises I work with, we can work with them. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, they need a business broker. The wonderful thing about franchises is they are much easier to resell mm. than a mom and pop business because they have national. They're already branded. Not national branding recognition. Right. They've got systems and processes. You've got corporate support. That's why franchises are so successful. Yeah. Do they tend to appreciate? In other words, if I buy a franchise for, let's say, a million dollars, and uh, I want to sell it in five years, should I expect to be able to sell it for more than what I bought it for? Yeah, I would I would hope so. But remember, over that five years, you're taking revenue out every year. Yeah. Um, just to kind of go back and visit how much franchises cost, we have franchises from 50000 to to a million plus. Okay. So if you have a successful business and you're taking, you know, fifty hundred. $200,000 out of the business every year, you're probably going to be able to sell it for what you have in it, hopefully, and maybe some equitable gain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, uh, you might want to look at a franchise a bit more as a, uh, a career or steady income as opposed to something that you're going to build up and then sell for a bundle later on down the line. Exit strategy. I think you should have an exit strategy. Yeah. You want to get all your capital back. If right. you can get a plus, that's wonderful. Just to touch on that, what you just mentioned, the revenue stream, I work with a lot of people that have a job. For example, doctors, lawyers, executives that have a job, but they want another revenue stream. Yeah. So they will they will start what's called a semi-absentee business where they don't have to be there every day. They have a manager that runs it, and they manage the manager. It's nice to have another revenue stream. Or it could be a doctor or a lawyer who's retiring. They they want to have money continue to right, come in right. even in retirement. Yeah. And, and, of course, anybody who can afford it can do that. Yeah. And, but are there certain franchises that sort of cater better to that type of clientele? Yeah, uh, semi-absentee? Yes. Yeah, so hair salons, uh, spas, day spas, uh, massage studios. Uh, it could be car care. Could be some some restaurants have general managers where you're s- simply an absentee owner. Uh-huh. So there are a lot of options there for professionals who want to create another revenue stream. What's the hottest one going now? Well, car care is. I have really? two clients that are opening several car care centers here. A new brand. You'll see it. It's called Honest One. I'd love to work with anybody that's interested in opening an Honest One car care center. They want to build 25 to 30 locations in Orlando. Wow. Well, when you say car care, you mean you're talking about repairs and changing tires, batteries, that whole nine yards, that type of thing? That's right. They do tune-ups, batteries, tires, anything Mechanical. that a car needs. You know, the average age of a car in the United States is 11-plus years of age. People need service, so that's why car care centers do so well. Yeah. I thought it used to be Mary Maids that was the hot one. Uh, Mary Maids is good. Molly Maid. There's a Molly Maid just down the street. Molly Maid, yeah. You know, when Chris was asking me about what types of franchises, if you just drive down the street here, you'll go past 15 or 20 different types of brands on each side of the road. 
Right. That you wouldn't think they're franchises, but they are. Huh. I'll like be. what? What do you like what? Oh, well, there's a Molly May, there's a McDonald's, there's a Burger King, there's a Wendy's, there's, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the oil change places. Right. That these are being owned and operated by franchisees. That's correct. Yeah, I believe the McDonald's Corporation, if I remember correctly, I believe they owned actually about 10% of the actual restaurants. You're right. I mean, they own real estate, but I mean, actually run, own and run the operation. Correct. No, the real estate is a big part of McDonald's. Right. Many franchisers who start off and have three, four, five locations end up franchising, and then they sell off their company stores because they want to focus on the franchise operations, the franchise operation, mm-hmm. rather than owning the stores themselves. Right. Right. It's it's more profitable to them at that stage. They can be focused, correct. Exactly. And uh, that way they can stay more on top of what the franchisees are doing because they're freed up from running their own restaurants. Right. And that way they can make sure everybody's on the same page, as it were. Um, and, of course, uh, you have the advantage also with uh, franchising is that they normally have uh, marketing plans that go along with the business, do they not? They do. They have a marketing strategy and they have plans that you get when you... Business plan. Yeah, business plan. Yeah. So the wonderful thing about franchises is you get to use their brand, their marketing strategies, yeah. their marketing plans, their trademark, and their systems. Mm-hmm. So it's really a plug-and-play you just follow their system, you have a good location, you have a huge chance of being successful. Well, the part that uh, that uh, I would be concerned with is that you have to follow their direction. You don't have the independence to go run it the way you want, that, right? That's right. They expect you to comply with their requirements. Now, right. for someone that... So did the service when I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you spent so much time in the brig, right? <laughs> And for someone that, when when they do our assessment, I I can tell do they have a high level of compliance or not. Uh-huh. If they don't have a high level of compliance, then I'm going to steer them to a business opportunity that we work with rather than a franchise. Or with a, with a business opportunity, you have more flexibility, right? Or maybe, oh, okay. maybe even in some rare cases. Uh, or more rare cases, you might even steer them back to the job market. That's true. That's true. That's that's the whole point of that assessment is to not get people into something that they're going to, you know, not be able to uh, yeah, succeed them. in. Yeah, you want you want people to succeed. The whole point is uh, to help people to succeed. I mean, that's what your business is all about. That's, that's right. That's how you make your money. That's what you're about. I don't want anybody to fail. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing about FranNet is of all the people we work with, our surveys indicate 85% of them are still in that business after five years. Which is phenomenal because uh, uh, generally speaking, when you open a business, 90% of them are not going to last five years. The typical is three years. That's right. And out. Right. So uh, that's that's something else to think about, too. So franchising certainly has its advantages, but it's not for everybody. And, that's right. And that, that's, that's what we want to emphasize here as, as well as don't rush into anything. Yeah. And, uh, hey, if, if, if working with Tim is not going to cost you any money and can save you a lot of heartache and you're thinking about a franchise, give the man a call. His phone number, by the way, is 407-415-5363. 
407-415-5363. And once again, you can find him at FranNet. Is that, did I say it right? Yeah, FranNet.com. Correct. FranNet.com. All right, we've got to take one more break. When we come back, we'll finish up the conversation with Tim and his father, Leo. And uh, so hopefully you'll stay with us because we'll be now right that back. that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. Okay, we're back. And we are What's the Score? And... For you folks, it is a free mentorship program for entrepreneurs and entrepreneur wannabes. And it's right here in Central Florida, actually nationwide organization, but right here in Central Florida, SCORE Orlando is located in the Fashion Square in the National Entrepreneur Center between Sears and the soon-to-be-closed uh, and raised. Yes, that's uh, right. I, yeah, Sears and, uh, yeah, boy, I'm sorry to see that place go. Hmm. Been shopping there as long as I can remember. And... Uh, can't remember how many pairs of school shoes and stuff my mom bought me there and jeans and all that. Wow. Anyway. Uh, Wait a minute. I thought you were from Georgia. Now all of a sudden you're a Florida boy. you got to keep listening, all right? You're missing the, the in-betweens. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm picking up after two years, you know. Uh, and, uh, um between Sears and J.C. Penney, if you park in the, in the uh, parking garage, uh, when you come out there, you'll see some vines on the wall. Just follow the vines yeah, to the source the of growth. Vines symbolize growth. growth exactly. exactly. And the National Entrepreneur Center also has some other great organizations there, including the African American and the Hispanic Chamber of Chambers of Commerce. Of Commerce and um, SBA and a whole Hisp- bunch of other Hispanic stuff. Hispanic Business Initiative Fund. Yep. Is there. So uh, check them out. All right. And uh, scoreorlando.org is where you can find out all about the great seminars and the breakfast series uh, that are available to you. And they're all very helpful to the business person. Yeah. Listen, when we were before the show, Tim, we were talking about uh, Rob's rollover. What is that? That's a way to finance a business, uh, whether it's a uh, business opportunity or a franchise. It's where you take a 401k, an IRA, or part of it, you roll it into the business retirement plan. So your business retirement plan actually owns part or all of the business. So you have to set up a C corporation to do it, but you're actually financing the business with a self-directed IRA. So it's part of your retirement. Exactly, and who better to invest in than yourself? It is a it is an option for financing a business that many of my clients use. Wow. They, they roll part or all of their four hundred one k into their business retirement plan. Yeah. It, it can would, it can be invested in more than the business. It could be invested in other stocks and bonds. Yeah. It, it seems there might be, depending of course on the person and the situation, but there may be some tax advantages into that too. Is is that correct? That's right. My understanding, and you you should always see your accountant or tax attorney. Right, because everybody's is different. Right. Uh, when you roll a 401k into this self-directed IRA with with a business, you're not taking a distribution, so there's no tax implications, oh, my yeah. understanding. No penalties. And then when you go to sell the business, those funds go right back into the retirement plan. There's no distribution, no taxes in. Isn't that beautiful? Awesome. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. And Anytime you can hold money from the government is wonderful. So it's called a Rob's Rollover. <laughs> All right, Rob's Rollover. So you might want to ask your accountant about that. And then if you're thinking about uh, the franchising 
and uh, Tim can help. Uh, they have people who can help you do that, I take it, right? That, that's right. Uh, we work with traditional lenders and SBA as well. Like I say, we've been business partners with the SBA for 29 years. The main difference between traditional lenders and SBA is that the SBA is a small business administration. It only guarantees loans. They don't loan It's an insurance money. company, exactly. basically. They work with traditional lenders by guaranteeing yeah, the loan. Yeah. Under under $150,000, they guarantee 75% of the loan. Over $150,000, they, they will guarantee up to 85%. So yeah. it reduces the risk for the lender. Right. Let me ask you some general questions while we have a little time left here. Okay. Uh, you, How long have you been with FranNet? Uh, over four years. I worked in corporate America for 35 years. Okay. In the insurance industry, managed uh, more than 500 people. All right. And obviously, because FranNet's been around, once again, 26 years? Uh, no, almost 29 years. Almost 29. For some reason, I want to turn that nine into a six. All right. So, obviously, they have some you know, some data over that period of time. Uh, our franchises is the concept, the general concept of franchising growing, staying the same, or shrinking? It is growing. Uh, there are almost a million locations in the U.S. now. But franchising actually is expanding worldwide. The concept. The concept. Yeah. Other countries are loving American franchise ideas. So I actually have business folks I work with in South America that want to take American ideas there. And we actually work with a lot of immigrants that want to come to the U.S. and they can come to the U.S. by buying a business for for an E2 or an L2 visa, an investment visa. So franchising is a great way for someone to immigrate to the U.S. Wow. Do you ever have somebody come in and say, look, I've had it. I want out of here. Can you get me a franchise in Singapore? No, that's never happened. <laughs> well, it may. I was going to say, depending happen. on who gets elected this time, you might have some customers. I've heard uh, that, some yes. of the threats I've heard out there. But uh, uh, so uh, franchising then is, is a growing concept. It is. And there are more and more brands starting every day. So. Even in the burger business, there's new franchises that I was come gonna ask you, How difficult is it for a franchise to, to come up and break in and be a 3,001 concept? Well, it, it can be done, but franchises do fail. And that's why FranNet does a due diligence. We want to make sure we have the right franchises for our Well, clients. which ones have failed in the past? Uh, you know, there's some, been some food restaurants, uh, buffets. Oh, okay. uh, so, yeah, well... Um, and you mentioned there's a, a new uh, auto service place coming here. What was it called again? Honest One. Honest One. Are they already franchised in other locations around the country? They, they started out west, and they're growing in different locations. But I have uh, one client's opened three in Orlando and one gentleman opening one. They want to open 30, so if someone's interested, call me. And I just had a, had a client open a new spa in Winter Park called Spavia. Patricia is the owner of the new Spavia, which is a European day spa, and uh, we've helped we've helped dozens of people open new franchise locations in the last three or four years. Now, what about territories? That's a that's a consideration. When you buy a franchise, you're going to get a territory area. Uh-huh. So, if it's a retail location, you're going to 
you want to make sure that the franchise disclosure document in the contract specifies what your territory is. Yeah, so nobody else can move in and then, and then obviously, take business. Obviously, and in the case of uh, Honest, Honest One, uh, that being a new franchise, the franchisee, the earlier they get in, the better the choice they're going to have for that location, right? That's a great uh, point, Chris. Newer ideas, you get Don't a choice. Don't tell them that because he gets a big head all the time <laughs> when you tell him stuff like that. When you take a new concept, you get a choice of location. So I have a lot of new concepts that you would get a choice of territory. And wouldn't you love to have a new restaurant in Winter Park? or a new car care center in Lake Mona, or Winter Garden Village, are great locations out there for franchise businesses. I can help them find the right business for those locations. And, and for instance, in case of this car care center, you can find the ones that are proven to be successful. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Now, back to this territorial stuff. I know that, what was the workout place, the woman's? Workout place. Yo- yoga fit? No. Uh, uh, you know it. You know it, too. But uh, anyway, the I had three women come in different days one time, and they all owned a franchise. Well, the corporate guy said, your territory has shrunk, and we're putting another one in over here. So they all went out of business because they were too too close to each other. So that's why you want to work with an attorney. I have an yeah. attorney that reviews the contract. You want to make sure the radius is big enough. Right. That's exactly what happens. So you want to be able to keep you know, somebody from building another location two, three, four miles away from you. Yeah, All they right. didn't do that. Okay. All right. So franchises are here to stay. Obviously, the concepts are you know, myriad, myriad of them out there. New ones uh, all the time and concepts that are successful in other parts of the country that are looking to expand here, like Honest One. Look for those locations around. And uh, so franchising, you think it might be for you? Uh, give Tim a call, 407-415-5363, 407-415-5363, or find him at frannet.com, frannet.com. And uh, franchising is an integral part of the American economy now, and more and more so, as you said, the worldwide economy. Yes. Uh, and, of course, franchises in America are uh, in countries all over the world. And I, I guess we're seeing franchises in our country now from other parts of the world, aren't we? We are. So it's uh, it's uh, it's a form of globalization, if you will, but uh, it's a way that uh, it can happen, and it seems to me that uh, everybody benefits from it, and that, that, that jobs don't get lost. For instance, with, with franchising, jobs get found. Uh, that's right. Uh, a good example of American franchises overseas. If you go to China, you're going to find Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, those uh, types of yeah. operations. Those are. Those are American franchises. Oh, yeah. And when you go in there, you're going to find what you find in one of those restaurants here. Right. right. Now, they may also, many of them now also allow local fare on the menu, but you're going to find the Big Macs, the Correct. The, 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 the crispy original the or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. That's, what, that's, that's why they're there. If you go to Frankfurt, Germany, you're going to be able to find a Big Mac. And you know the quality is going to be there because, they, as you mentioned, Chris, and Rich did, they have those standards. Indeed they do. Indeed they do. 
All right. Well, listen, uh, Tim, I appreciate you coming in today. I, I know your dad's got to get out of here. He's got to get on over and uh, get fixed up for his girlfriend. Yeah, that's right. That. Isn't that right, Leo? smelly soft. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that microphone around He's going to She's going to be impressed he was on the radio today. Yeah, well, right. that, that's what I, I want to know. Who is she? Vernus Little. Vernus? Vernus. Like Vernus Vernus. 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 Vernus Little. Vernus Little. Well, hello, hello there, Vernus. And, uh... So she she she's uh I understand uh, she's a lot younger than you there uh, Leo you robbed here. the cradle <laughs> <laughs> well, God didn't bless you her. she's a wonderful woman all right well she must be to be with a fellow like you right yeah I remember singing in the choir for about twenty five years I've known her for about twenty five years singing when in the choir she was married to another man he passed away and she came to me and said I want what you and your wife had. <laughs> Oh, I said, yeah. I you said, mean we, she chased you down? I said, you you got him. All right, sir. All right, there you go. You Ladies might want to start a franchise. What's the score? You a never dating know. franchise. What's the score? All right, once again, thanks for being with us today. And please tell your friends and family about What's the Score. And, and you can like see, us. You can like us on Facebook. And if you want, right. uh, you can refer people to the website. And they can hear this show and others, which are archived at scoreorlando.org. And don't forget to check out that website and uh, take advantage of the seminars, the breakfast series, and especially the free mentorship program. Yeah, Thanks, okay. Tim. Yep. Thank right. you, Rich. Thanks, Chris. All right. You're quite welcome. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week for more of What's the Score. See ya. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.